Hasta la vista, gang. On this episode, we continue on with the franchise rankings. I talk my favorite film franchise of all time, the Terminator movies. I'll go ahead and rank these films from worst to first and all the bullshit in between, of course. So come with me if you want to live. Or go ahead and at least talk some Terminator movies. But first, let's jam. All I need are some tasty waves, cool buzz, and I'm fine. fine. Welcome to Guilty Pleasure Movies. I'm your host, Stephen Pfeiffer, and thank you guys for tuning in. As always, we are talking my favorite film franchise, The Terminators, and I fucking love these movies. That first one being more of a scary movie, the second one being one of the best films of all time, an action sci-fi flick, and the later ones... Eh, they kept trying to tweak the original ones, trying to live up to them, and we'll talk the rankings. Don't want to spoil too much too early. But let's go ahead and dive in on the last place here. Number five, Terminator Salvation. And this one, huge disappointment. It was one I was really excited to hear about because it was going to take place in the future. We get to see the world after it's crumbled, and John Connor, has he's becoming the leader that we've been built up waiting to see how that all takes place but we don't get Arnold at least the real deal anyways we get some bullshit CGI effect that might actually be the highlight but also one of the biggest disappointments of the movie because we want Arnold he is the Terminator you cannot have a movie with the Terminator title and not have him at least in there somehow some way and it does have some really cool elements to it. I liked how they did have different Terminators. Of course, you've always got to do something different. This one went all out. It had you know the giant monster ones, almost with the Transformer-like style to them. And then I really loved to see the Terminator construction uh, you know, in the factory. It almost reminded me of the Child's Play movies, getting to see Chucky being built, but we get to see the, the Terminators being built. So that was really, really awesome to see. Of course, there's definitely going to be lots of amazing action with lots of good, you know, gunfights and shootouts and over-the-top explosions that are just fantastic. At times, it was a little bit too much reliant on the CGI just the fact that it was available, they decided let's go ahead and do it. That's what the second one kind of was known for. So let's just go overboard. And for me, I felt like they relied a little bit too much on what they can do with what the effects. It looked neat, but it didn't really add a, that much to the story. And I was excited to see that post-apocalyptic setting, but it turned out kind of boring. It had a Mad Max feel to it, which isn't bad, but just the fact that it just... They didn't explore quite enough of the land, the different areas, I felt like, and it just the areas they did have, just they were secluded, and I get that, but it just seemed like a cheap, 
back lot you were filming on. It just had that look and feel to it. And I was like, eh, it just didn't work for me. I expected more. You know, at least skulls fucking practically everywhere. And just the way that the, the original ones made that futuristic setting look, I was bummed the way it all turned out when they have a whole film based around that time. And... It does just have does doesn't have quite enough of a, a good plot to me. I like that it was they try to have it a little bit of a twist with you know having the the sidekick in there. Well, I forget the actor's name. I apologize, but it was the guy. He, he didn't know that he was a Terminator, but he was, and, and that was kind of interesting. Just when he discovered what ended up taking place and well, the truth of it all. But to me, it was just kind of a weak plot overall. I wasn't too excited. Uh, I thought the whole lava Terminator or whatever you want to call it, the one that got, had the that liquid fire that dumped on him, and then he just kind of had this, looked as if he was made of lava, and it just was silliness to me. I like the different Terminators, but that particular look was ridiculous. So Terminator Salvation, the fourth installment in the franchise, is going to go ahead and come in at number five for me. And then number four, we're talking T3 Rise of the Machines. This one I is the the only one I've actually I take that back. This was the first one I had an opportunity to see in the theater. I was way too young to see the original ones. And so I was super stoked to see the Terminator on the big screen finally. I was I believe, you know, somewhere maybe in the high school range as far as age-wise. So I was pretty excited. Um but it was a letdown. I believe this one was even a PG-13 installment, so it just didn't have enough of a gritty raw feel to it it just it was bloody at times but not bloody enough there wasn't enough good death scenes and the biggest problem was a lame villain i have nothing against having a female terminator in there but this particular one just didn't fit the bill and fun fact china wwe wwf star from back in the back in the day i guess you could call it in the 90s 2000s from the the dx wrestling uh, group uh, she was, you know, just a Hulk of a character. Um, she basically was kind of the female Arnold, if you will, just because of her massive size. She ended up having some some facial surgery done, you know, some, some plastic surgery. So she really had a kind of a model look when it was all said and done, too, with these giant muscles. And it was insane. But So she had, you know, the appearance to be a Hollywood star. And I felt like she would have been a great female villain. But the, the actress they ended up getting just didn't do it for me. She was not intimidating in the slightest bit. Didn't have very good lines or delivery. And she just sucked. I mean, she she was a pretty lady, don't get me wrong. But as far as, you know, being a villain, no thank you. And John Connor, of course, being this huge leader and this gonna, you know, lead save the world ultimately one day. This was the worst version that we got of John Connor, and I don't think Nick Stahl is really that bad of an actor. I actually really enjoy him in some different things and just disturbing behavior. I've always kind of had a little soft spot for that one. That's a to-be-continued for sure. And But in this particular film, he was just kind of sluggish. He was kind of a a pussy, to be honest. He just, you know, like, this guy is supposed to fucking save the world, and he's sneaking into fucking veterinary offices trying to fucking take some pills to do whatever like this guy's a fucking asshole you didn't have you couldn't root for him he just he nick stall he's a great actor but he just didn't look like a john connor 
I mean, there's nothing against the way that, you know, he's built necessarily. He just didn't, the facial, you know, we've all, maybe it was because I think he had blonde hair or whatever, but we typically see a dark-haired gentleman. Maybe if they would have added some scars to his face, something just to make him seem a little bit more of like a tough guy, but we just didn't quite get that. Of course, Edward Furlong was having too many personal issues. He, of course, I mean, even if he was acting around this time, definitely did not look like a fucking tough guy. He looks rough shape, but... Yeah, I was just pretty bummed to see that that's who they got to replace him, and he just did a horrible fucking job as the John Car- John Connor character. And the way that they in- you know introduce Arnold in this installment is a big deal. That's that's the, always been the biggest deal for this. I think you know in these these films, and it's a big build up. You know to see how he ends up getting his clothes, and you know him and getting into where he's going to be fucking being dropped off at or whatever and then where he's going to go inside what's going to happen is he the good guy is the bad guy and in you know in the first intro we see him fucking kill his gang of goons on his street thugs and in the second one we fucking see him go into the fucking biker bar and kick some fucking serious ass you know big ass dudes and this one he goes into a fucking strip club some fucking dude in ridiculous a ridiculous outfit and horrible fucking one-liners. God, this is a bad time for, you know, early 2000s was just terrible dialogue in films. You know, talk to the hand. I mean, that was that one was long dead by that point, as far as a saying, but to have it, that, this 2003 was a bad time for quotes in films. And so I really did not like how they introduced Arnold as the, the Terminator character in this particular film. It was god-awful, the worst way you could possibly do it. And it, which leads me to my next point. Was this, the biggest negativity on this film was this very cheesy, bad humor. I know the second one really introduced that humor element, which you were kind of surprised by, but you actually it was entertaining. Whereas in this one, it was just forced. It was not necessarily not necessary. That is, and I really I didn't like the fact that they didn't get anybody else to come back from the the first two movies. You, you had Arnold back, of course. You got to have him. That was the best part, probably the whole thing. But there's no James Cameron, so you know that's not going to be as good of a story or even really look as good as far as the direction and the style. But hey, maybe if we can get some other people back, but we don't get Edward Furlong and we don't get Linda Hamilton. She's fucking killed off in a, the worst way, and it's just a depressing film at times, and it's. It's hard to root for Arnold. I mean, he's just kind of even at times not not giving a very good performance, in my opinion. I mean, he had had a huge absence from the series. I mean, he was doing the Governor thing, of course, at that time. So he was probably, you know, preoccupied with other stuff, more important things in his mind, bigger priorities. But it was still great to see him back. I think that was the best part, of course. Terminator is back. After a 12-year absence, we miss this motherfucker. Um, I did like that, you know... We had a little bit of a twist with the good and the bad Arnold where his system gets corrupted and, you know, he's he's trying to, you know, prevent himself from trying to take out John, but he's ultimately becoming a bad Terminator, but he's overriding himself. So it was kind of cool to see how, you know, there was that kind of a different way they could bring the character, uh, that different side of the character they could bring out where, you know, he really was, had a human, more of a human element in this one again, which I really liked with the emotion side. I mean, he can't cry, of course, but he definitely is starting to realize what emotions are and and an attachment almost to certain, you know, to humans and different people, and I really appreciated that part of it all. But, and it had some cool, of course, action, some great chase, chase sequences, 
um, the, with the crane and everything else, the different parts of the highway. That was it was over the top, but it was fantastic. It was really well done, and I kind of like the whole twist ending overall. With they, you think you're going to prevent Judgment Day, but spoiler. Yeah, there's just no way to prevent it. It was bound to happen. It was inevitable. And John Connor's best chance for survival was to go to some massive underground bunker, take some lady with him, you know, fucking make some offspring ultimately, and kind of rebuild mankind, I guess. I don't know if he was necessarily saving it. It was more you gotta, you're going to save it because you got to fucking reproduce enough motherfuckers to just keep mankind going, because everybody else is going to die, you're the only asshole left, practically, so, it was kind of a neat twist, it was kind of sad overall, you didn't really quite know what to expect in the next installment, and then we ended up getting Salvation, of course, which like I already said, was was just shit, but T3 for me, I like it in a weird way, but it still is near the bottom of the barrel at number 4, And then coming in at number three, the newest installment in the franchise, Terminator Genesis. And I don't know why, but of course I always think this Sega Genesis, like that, like those motherfuckers are going to take over the world. And I don't even know if Sega is still around. And if it was, thank God it probably isn't because that probably would have been the end of Mankind. Some I could see my fucking Sega Genesis and Game Gear somehow fucking having a mind of its own. God damn it. But anyways... Terminator Genesis, the fifth installment coming in at number three on my list, and some of the good and some of the bad. I hated the Pops idea. I thought it w- maybe it was just the name that just made it sound so terrible. But I, I, I kind of like the fact that okay, we're gonna send some Terminators back way back, you know, to when Linda Hamilton's a little girl, and he's gonna end up raising her. But it was just kind of strange. You just didn't get enough of the of the why, and I know they obviously left it open-ended for another installment, which we did not get, or which fucking sucks, but I just didn't like the whole Pops idea, you know, it was, it was interesting to see, okay, yeah, he can age and whatnot, but he just didn't look very good, he was very silly, and this the way that they, they almost trained him to be, because I just didn't like it, I, I felt like he was just fucking ridiculous, and it was just kind of silly, and the name Pops, it was just kind of dumb, and I didn't like, there was all the unanswered questions, like I said, obviously it was for an intended planned sequel, which didn't happen, and will never happen, and I don't even know if these questions have ever been answered by the creators of this film, as far as what the intentions were with everything, with Skynet being basically, you know, having a human version of itself, or whatever, you know, and then we... with with what exactly happened to John Connor and what to expect with him and what ha- who sent that Terminator back to protect you know Linda Hamilton Sarah Connor that is and what exactly happened in all the 1984 parts that changed everything so there was so many things that were interesting that you were intrigued to find out so much about and I wish they would have just explained much more and just said fuck it let's just ex- we'll give you another 30 minutes to an hour who gives a shit of this film and we'll just deliver but it was just left open-ended in a horrible way. The ending's a little bit silly. The way that, you know, Kyle Reese is telling himself as a kid to remember all this bullshit. And it was just dumb. It was so fucking silly. And another PG-13 installment. So it just didn't have enough gore factor to me. Which isn't the, the main thing you look for. But I like that brutality. I like the fucking awesome death scenes you know the nastiness the the, that's there's nothing there in this one that's what's a big disappointment i 
I'm kind of on the fence about Jai Courtney's performance. I'm not a huge fan of it. He was a little bit of a surprise. I thought he he looked he he did a great job. He didn't really look like the Kyle Reese character, and I think that's what really caught a lot of people off guard. But he did an okay performance acting wise. I I think you know he had a good enough performance when even when he goes back in time and he's like, what the fuck is going on? This isn't how it's supposed to go. And I, I like this just how he seems surprised. He's not the best comedian by any means, and so his delivery with any humor kind of sucked and just kind of fell fell short. But I, I loved the bad John Connor twist. That was awesome. The, obviously, the biggest criticism is that they gave that away with the posters and with the trailers and whatnot. So they should have left that a huge surprise that would have caught more people off guard and could have maybe gotten better word of mouth and more people to want to be like, oh shit, I want to see what happens with that. But it was great to see it all. He was, if you want to call him a term- Terminator or whatever, he was just he was awesome the way they did it. And it was really well done with the effects. I mean, this is the newest one, so they had so much more technology and advancements to, to continue to work with, and they did an excellent job with it. Um, I actually saw this one in the theater twice, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. Uh, once in just an original, for the format or whatever, and then I saw the second time in the 3D IMAX, and that was fucking amazing. There wasn't a lot of 3D parts to it, but the ones that they did have really were effective, I thought. Just really great. Um... You know, especially with him jumping out of the helicopter, I thought that was really cool. Of course, you got to have the "I'll be back." That's the that's one of the greatest quotes of all time. It's just so well known, and you know, "I'll be back," and he just it's fucking awesome. Of course, every way that he does it, you're looking forward to that. And I thought that was great. Him saying that and jumping out of the the helicopter was awesome. Especially seeing it in 3D, that was just I got a great chuckle out of that, and. I love, love, love the nods to the original two films. I thought that was a cool twist to it all. Let's bring back, you know, the T-1000. Of course, it's not Robert Patrick. Uh, it was his Asian actor, which I thought was really great. That was just cool to see a new dynamic with that. You know, equal opportunity. Love it. I'm all about it. But I just thought that was great that they are going to bring that character back but to, from T-2, but to the T-1 time frame. And, you know... There's all of a sudden the T the you know the bad Arnold from T one. There's an all of a sudden this new Arnold meeting up with him and taking him out, and so that alters the whole timeline. And you're like, what the fuck? This is awesome. I I was literally on the edge of my seat. I kind of looked around. It was I'm not embarrassed him, and I was you know I was probably the most interested in in this film of anybody in there in that whole theater. And it was kind of packed. I believe it was opening weekend at least, and. But I was just fucking super excited to see how all this taking place on screen. So the first 30 minutes of the film are by far the best part. It's awesome. It was great to see Arnold still has it. I felt like his this performance was great, much be- better than T3. I felt like he had his mind in the in the right place. He was getting you know back into action movies and back to being a Hollywood star, and he really was excited to bring this back the character back and. Um, there was intentions to make it, I believe, at least maybe a trilogy or at least have one more installment. And so he really was getting himself brought back in great shape. You know, he was really on top of his performance. Um, and I really, I loved how they did everything. And um, it, we just, you didn't get to quite see the introduction or the uh, of the character. We don't get to see how Pops came about. So that's my biggest, you know, criticism with this particular film. But... The reason why I'm actually even doing this whole Terminator rankings is because there's breaking news, and it's not really breaking, but letting you guys know they are doing a Terminator 6 officially next fall, November of 2019. I'm so goddamn pumped about this because they're saying T1 and T2 
are the ones everybody loves. So fuck everything after that. We're just going to make this new Terminator take place immediately after the T2 movie. And they're going to bring back Linda Hamilton, which is amazing. That's a fantastic choice, the right choice. And I don't know if they're officially going to bring back Edward Furlong, good old Eddie, back along for another ride and another adventure. But they're at least going to have a stunt double that's going to have the same haircut, but then they're going to plant you know, Edward Furlong's CGI face on this guy. So that's going to be kind of cool to at least see him kind of back on this and the big screen in this franchise. I don't know what they'll do with the voice. If they're going to modify that just using, you know, various audio technology, I'm sure they'll be able to do that. But uh, So somehow he'll be involved in this project. I'm sure he'll have to be reimbursed for it at least. So I'm really excited to see, you know, now that they're making a Terminator 6 next fall, and that they're going to go ahead and have James Cameron also involved. He's got the rights back to the franchise, so he's going to know everything he touches turns to gold. So I'm excited. I know this one is going to deliver. Um, I don't know if they're intending to have additional sequels. I believe they want to, and I'm sure they will probably make enough money with this one. It'll get enough uh, good word, good reviews, that it'll probably be able to get you know greenlit on a, another installment, a sequel directly to that one. But... So I don't know exactly where they'll take it, but I'm really excited to see what happens. But number three on the listings, the rankings here, is Terminator Genesis, the newest one, number five in the series. Coming at number two. So this is where the big debate begins, and I don't even know if it's really a debate. It's just probably, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, sequels usually don't live up to the originals. It just never happens. 99% of the time, you may have a great sequel in there, you know. Godfather... Maybe one of those exceptions, you know, the Star Wars is another big exception, but typically the first one's going to be the best one, and in this instance, I think that a lot of people would agree that the sequel is the best one in the series, so number two on my list is the original The Terminator, and I love the fact that it, like I said earlier, it's a scary movie more than it is really an action movie. In my opinion, it's a sci-fi film, of course, with the robots and the futuristic setting and all that shit. But it's a scary film at times. It really leaves you in the edge of the, your seat. It's a mystery in the beginning because you have no fucking clue what's going on as far as is there a good guy or not. Because both these assholes seem pretty goddamn crazy and ruthless and they're both going after Sarah Connor and... You don't know exactly why at first, and who you, who's who, and is are they both Terminators? And so I really loved all the little the twist and the buildup, and the this is where you get that character development. So this is where you get a chance to fall in love with the Terminator franchise. I thought Arnold was the right choice for this one, as far as the main character. He doesn't have a lot of lines and dialogue, but he's awesome in his the way that he does it. His accent is fucking fantastic. Um, I love the fucking music to this whole fucking song, or this whole, this movie that is, the whole series has a great fucking theme song to it all, and, you know, the the robot element, that's just really great, I mean, they did a fantastic job, it seems a little bit, you know, dated nowadays when you go back and watch the effects that they did, but for the time, this was fucking revolutionary and groundbreaking, it was, it was amazing, and what they did with, you know, just the robots on screen looked amazing, I thought, it was really, really great, and I really, I, I, I love the story. I felt like it was really well done. It was easy to follow. Um, it was kind of interesting to know that a son's going to end up sending his dad back to the future to end up making him ultimately. So it was kind of weird. 
it was really fucking weird. It was, I mean, to hear that kind of part, but they did a great job of it. And I realized that this was a, fuck, a fucking great movie overall. The deaths are gory at times. The way that Arnold takes out those street thugs is fucking fantastic. You know, Dick swinging and all as he's walking up on these assholes. And they're like, what the hell is going on? Giving him a hard time. And he just fucking rips one dude's fucking heart out. Takes one dude's clothes. And we don't know what quite happens to John Paxson. And then he gets thrown up against a fucking wall or whatever. But it's great. And you get cameos like that. Him, Brian Thompson as the street thugs is fantastic. Um, and I just, the one complaint maybe I do have is we don't get enough Lance Henriksen. This guy is fantastic in anything he does. He's always a little great side character, sometimes the main villain, but he was going to be the main villain, actually. Fun fact, he was going to play the Terminator role. They just felt like, hey, he's not quite intimidating enough. He's not a huge, you know, guy necessarily physically. And Arnold, of course, is just a massive motherfucker. So that's an easy choice if you're going to go based off of size and just, the intimidation factor based off of that alone. But Lance Henriksen, I mean, he's got that gritty voice that you love. He has great delivery. He's a pretty solid actor, in my opinion, and we don't get enough of him, though, so that's maybe one of my biggest complaints. Some of the acting at times from other people, though, is not the best. Like I said, Arnold still being... He was he was somewhat experienced, of course, in Hollywood, but it's I don't know, he was still a little bit raw with some of his delivery, but being robotic i thought was perfect i think there was that was the intention so it worked but some of the other people maybe linda hamilton she was obviously very young in this role i felt at times she was kind of horrible with her acting and her roommate and all that bullshit but i just i love it how they killed him they did the, the terminator came in and killed the, the fucking girl the roommate and her boyfriend so that fucking made up for it just if they're gonna suck at acting at least kill him off screen in an amazing way extra gory please and so, yeah, the original Terminator is going to come in at number two on this list. And so, number one, obviously, the sequel is the best one. And I think this would probably, I think this has even been voted the all-time best sequel of any, uh, and basically, the only time, the a best, a time where the best, a sequel's better than the original, excuse me. So, this is the number one of any time where you're going to get an instance where there's a sequel that's better than the original. This is the top one of those franchises. And so, T2 an all-time classic movie. A lot of people love this one. I've got the poster hanging up my room. That's how much I adore this fucking movie. And I just love that it, it has an amazing villain. The T-1000, just, you know, the liquid metal, that looked... Um, it was fantastic. It was... It was never, you never seen anything quite like that. That's what James Cameron originally envisioned with the, the Terminator, but it just... They didn't have the technology to pull that off back then. He's admitted to it. It took him some time to get those advancements, and as soon as he could get his hands on it, he fucking put together a fucking excellent film. The bad guy, I mean, it still holds up. I just watched this movie, and I was like, yeah, it still looks great, especially, you know, in, in Blu-ray and in 4K. I was like, it, just, it still holds up. And I really, I, I love that, you know, you get a badass Sarah Connor. And the first one, like I said, her acting wasn't the best, whereas this one, she is fucking, she steals this fucking spotlight when, you know, steals this, you know, she's just when she's on screen she fucking steals it all that's basically what i'm trying to get at here and the action sequences are fantastic of course it's just a great build up you know with the you know from the beginning as far as you know with the chase scenes especially you know with john connor on the dirt bike and being chased by this fucking semi truck and it flying off the fucking bridge that was really well done and then of course even up to the ending where they're in that factory and 
you know, just uh, the final shot where he explodes and falls in the lava. So just everything, you know, that in between two is just really well done. It was, it, it was, you know, one of those ones that did keep you on the edge of your seat too. So it was just a, a really well done movie with a fantastic story. I love the fact that they changed up Arnold in this one. You need to do something new, and that's what they did. They delivered in the best way by bringing back Arnold, but making him the good guy. By this point, he was such a huge star in Hollywood and just a fan favorite that they, that was the only really option that made any goddamn sense. Make him the good guy. And so Robert Patrick as the villain was fantastic. You know, even though he's a smaller dude in a sense, physically, he, that, that contrasting look that they had when they went up against each other was awesome. You know, you had someone that was really kind of small, but sleek and just, was just real smooth and quick and then Arnold, you know, he's slower and bulkier, but he's real strong and all that shit. So it was just, I love to see the way that they, the opposites went up against each other and still equals that was fucking awesome. And, you know, him, you know, Robert Patrick being the more advanced Terminator and just what he was able to do was awesome. You know, the fact that he can, you know, the, you know, Arnold could, you know, replicate somebody's voice, but fucking, you know, T-1000, he could turn into you. That was what was fucking awesome. And so I really loved the way that they did that. It was just, like I said, the effects were really, really well done. And I mean, this this film spawned, you know, a fantastic, a fucking awesome toy line when I can remember that. That's one of the, I think, my favorite things about the Terminator fucking, Terminator 2 especially, is the toys. I mean, I grew up as a kid, and this being even a rated R movie, and being kind of dark and really bloody and some fucking nasty death scenes, especially with that stepdad and the, you know, the knife to the fucking face and dropping the milk carton. That's a classic death scene. But it just, I think a lot of kids, it was just kind of socially acceptable at that time to let kids watch movies like this. It wasn't, you know, not every kid got the opportunity, but I was, I was, I was too little, obviously in 91 to see it. I was maybe four, but as I was about seven, eight, a couple years later, I, I got to, I was exposed to Terminator and I fell in love with it. I had a bunch of toys, I think maybe even before I ever saw the movies, but I knew who the character was, had shirts, you name it. It was I was a fucking huge fan. So I've fallen in love with the Terminators really early on. And I guess you can say some complaints about Terminator 2, Edward Furlong's voice. I mean, obviously I'm going through puberty. There you can even there's you know little facts about him and a, a trivia about him you know going through puberty during the filming of this whole fucking film. But he actually you can tell it's phys- if you, you can notice a physical difference at times. He's a little bit taller in some scenes than others, and so I thought that was. I just I wish they would have done something and maybe gone back and you know dubbed over, had him redo the voicing because it just the way it's cracking and all that bullshit and the way it screeches when he's when he fucking screams. I just God that fucking was annoying by about the third time. And Bud Nick's mullet, his little redheaded sidekick. God damn the mullet. I mean, this one, mullets, they're bringing him back in a big way, but this one is just nasty. It it needs to be cleaned up big time. It looks like he just fucking just decided, oh, fuck it, I got a long fucking set of hair. I'm just going to fucking shave off a few little spots on the sides because it is fucked up. It is nasty looking. So, And the, the, talking about voices as well, the T-1000, the way that, when it's dying and it falls in the lava, I did not like that fucking effect they used for this voice. It sounded like that a dinosaur or some bullshit. So that was kind of annoying in a way. Um, and then the other element, I love how they try to make Arnold somewhat of a human. 
uh, that was fucking awesome. Of course, that was a you know you you, you kind of fell in love with him at that point, and you know you were able to root for him even more because they kept building on who he was, and he was able to learn and adapt to you know what humans do. And he can't quite, you know, feel emotions, but he can understand them, and I thought that was great. But I didn't like how they made him a father figure, and even Linda, Ham- Linda Hamilton had some a little narration at one point that all these men I fucked over the years have let us all down, but good old Arnold shows up at Robot, and he he's here to save the day. He's the most reliable father figure John Connor's ever had, and I'm like, you fucking bitch! Like this is ridiculous. He's a he's a robot. Fucking here to he doesn't give a sh- two shits about you, of course, and he fucking all he wants to do is basically save John. He doesn't give a rat's ass about him. Of course, you kind of saw them get a cool bond, but just the narration was unnecessary. I think that was maybe one of the things that kind of made this movie drag on. It was a lot, you know, it was well over two hours, uh, whereas the first one's about an hour forty-five. But this one kind of dragged on because a lot of the added dialogue at times. A lot of it's necessary, but shit like that, I'm like, this is overboard. A lot of added scene, a lot of stuff where they talk about the Judgment Day and just her going out and seeing the shit, you know, and the flashbacks or the, the visions in her head. And I'm like, there's just too much of this shit at times, and just kind of drags on and kind of skips a few beats at times that just aren't what you. It just doesn't have a good rhythm to it or whatever. But still, I mean, those are minor flaws, honestly, that's just little, I'm I'm nitpicking at this point, because overall, this fucking movie is amazing, it does have a classic ending when Arnold realizes, you know, I can't self-terminate, but I, I gotta, we gotta figure out, we gotta destruct me, because I'm the last ship, technically, so he gets dropped down in that fucking, that, that lava, or whatever the shit it is, but then he gives a thumbs up, I mean, it's kind of an emotional scene, it's a little tear-jerking, I didn't cry, but I fucking felt a tear about to shed out of the corner of my eye. I was like, man, really, this is a movie where you do just kind of, it's a roller coaster ride. Because when, obviously we know what happens, Arnold's a good guy. The trailer even kind of gives it away, but it still has a good buildup. You just don't know what to expect, especially after the first one, him being this ruthless, this nasty killer. And when the second one, he's the good guy. And, but you just don't have to expect that when he's the way he's brought on screen in that biker bar is awesome. That is one of the best introductions of a character that you can possibly have. And um, I just felt like it was really... And then it was... it was He was seen ruthless, but as soon as Bad of the Bone came on, you're like, oh, shit, yeah, he's a good guy. Flips on the fucking black sunglasses and takes off, you know, on the fucking motorcycle. So you knew you were in for a treat and Arnold was going to deliver. And um, it just... The, the way that he was able to you know, move the shotgun and just kind of you know rotate it and flip it with one hand while he's riding the motorcycle just looked like a badass and it was so well done. Like I said, James Cameron, anything he touches is gold. I'm I'm serious. I love all of his films. I'll admit Titanic is definitely a top five film of my, as far as my favorites. And then this one's definitely probably number two of my all-times. As you guys know, Bloodsport's my all-time number one. But T2 is going to probably be my second favorite film of all time. I'll probably do a ranking at some point. I'm at least top five favorite films. You guys got a, kind of a an idea of what some of those already are there, so I'll let you know the rest of them. But T2's way on my personal overall list, but in the Terminator franchise rankings, it is a no-brainer. It's number one on the list. Judgment Day, number one. And so just a quick recap, we got basically two, one, five, three, and four. As far as kind of the overall franchise, what installment they are in the series, that's the way they go one, two, three, four, five in my ranking here. So 
Let me know what you guys think. Go ahead and hop on the old Facebook page there. Search Guilty Pleasure Movies. Go ahead and let me know what you thought of the episode. Rate and review wherever you listen, but also let me know what you how you rate and where you rank the Terminator franchise from worst to first on there. And so, guys, I want to thank you again for listening. Uh, I'm not. I don't want to spoil what we're gonna do next. We're gonna continue on with the franchise rankings. I've had a lot of fun doing this. Like I said it's cold and yucky out there, so I've just been sitting back watching a lot of good movies. It's that time of the year where it's, you know, good old scary movies are on TV constantly, and I love slasher flicks. So I think I'm gonna go ahead and probably come up with some scary some scary rankings for you guys in the very near future. So stay tuned on that one and to be continued guys. back.